one, two, three. A little bit of feedback that action. looked like it was at 17, 18, maybe 18 and a half seconds <laughs> on the track. Mine was at one hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> 12 minutes really? and 40 seconds, yeah. Did you record a podcast with someone else before me? No, it's just dead space. Is that what's happening? It's just dead space. Just, uh, just, just sitting recording yourself. <laughs> yeah, I hit record like an hour and a half ago, and then just to prep. <laughs> and then when I got here, it was already. It was just going. Oh, man. Just like you don't have to warm up or anything. You're just there. I'm a machine. Efficiency machine. You're in, you're in the head. Yeah, efficiency. <laughs> it only takes me an hour to get in the headspace to record a podcast. <laughs> They call me the efficiency. See how efficient they, that word is for efficiency machine. <laughs> I was like, the what? The efficiency scene. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's I gonna mean, catch on. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> when the seven We're people who listen happen. to this, <laughs> the <laughs> seven people who listen to this podcast here, they're gonna spread it. We probably have like eight people now. Yeah, that's I fair. I think the China episode really shook some feathers, you know. And <laughs> got th- people thinking. Do you think we gained an international crowd? <laughs> the Chinese audience was like, wow, they didn't just say it was our fault the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is endorsed by China. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get some of that Chinese money or like, what's the deal? Yeah. Uh, That'd be no. great. It's like all of our ads will be in Chinese. <laughs> We'll have to learn Chinese. Sorry, we conducted several surveys, and this seems to be our primary demographic, gamers in China. <laughs> no American companies or governments would, would sponsor our podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Welcome to the Every Gamer Podcast. My name is Nick. Hello, welcome. I am Skitch256, aka Ben in real life. Yeah, today we're uh, actually pre-recording because old Skitcheroo is going to take a little vacation. So I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be nice. So this is the shortest period between podcast recordings ever. <laughs> is it really? I mean, did, the is. first four I felt like we recorded... In uh, relatively quick succession, and then that one time we did two episodes back to back, and one of them was terrible. We chucked one, so like, it's, yeah, it still didn't yeah. count. We talked about that. We talked about that last week, but we did yeah. record two within like ten minutes of each other. That's true. That's true. So uh, the precedent is that this is gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, if we don't have enough, there's not enough uh, importance to our lives for a week to make a difference. <laughs> So, That's probably pretty true. No, 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 we, uh, yeah, we're gonna try and talk about, um, we're gonna try and fill up an hour, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually, so both of us started God of War, and so this is actually yes. gonna be part one of talking about God of War. So I don't, yes. it's, it's been a while since both of us have played a game at the same time. It's been a while. And so I think the last time we did that was like, uh, Mass Effect 3. Or two, oh, you mean like a single player three? game? I mean, we played yeah. Destiny lots together, but yeah, that's true. Besides Destiny, uh, but yeah, we're that's we're true. playing it separately, but we're playing it at the same time. 
And I uh, feel like you should be here, like ejecting my hard drive and putting yours <laughs> into the Xbox, so you can play your save, and then I'll watch for a while. Yeah, I do miss that. I mean, I was. It kind of took me back a little bit when I was watching you play God of War on your stream. Uh, yeah. Back to those days when we would just watch each other play X, not watch each other, but watch each other's games, <laughs> playing Xbox. Just stare at the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> I had hair back then. I yeah. had hair back then. It was lovely. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as shiny, so I could I could live for beard, longer. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, seriously, you weren't blinded. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna talk offs. <laughs> so we're gonna talk uh, about God of War, kind of our um, impressions on it so far, uh, what we think yeah. about it, um, and then we're gonna kind of regroup after we both finish it, kind of finish it off with a part two, and talk a little bit kind of about the journey because i think we're experienced even though it's actually a fairly linear game um i think we're having two different experiences because i think we play pretty different um really which has been pretty interesting yeah watching you watching you stream it um your play style is a little different than mine you're actually a lot Hmm. more conservative (laughs) um with your fighting style so like you're a lot more um I don't know if conservative is the right word, but you 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 think a lot more about your tactics. Um. So you take your time on hits and stuff like that. So like whenever I'm not actively attacking someone like with a melee, I'm throwing my axe and returning it like over and over <laughs> oh, and okay. over again. Um, and so, yeah, our, our play styles are, <laughs> are, are pretty different. Um, That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna kind of talk through um, our experience with God of War um, so far, but yeah, I think yeah. before that, we kind of want to talk about the old Microsoft Monolith. <laughs> yeah, the Xbox definitely not a PC. Yeah. So um, do you want to kind of uh, don't look it, for a PC here because it's not. It's definitely a console. Definitely quote unquote hundred <laughs> percent. You want to uh, intro that a little he bit? Doth protest too much. Give yeah. So rundown. when was it last week? Uh, I think last week they did the Game Awards. Was it last Thursday? I I think. Yeah, yeah. And the Game Awards, is, uh, Game Awards, um, <laughs> already on the brain. <laughs> the Game of Wards. It's like superhero sidekicks, <laughs> all vying for the throne. Oh man! Um, oh gosh. Uh, so yes, last. Thursday, the game awards was mm-hmm. on, and I, I think for the most part, like people, I think people care about what got game of the year. Yeah, but I think for gamers, like they're 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 trying to make this award show that is similar to the Emmys or the SAG Awards or the Oscars for video games. Yeah, and I just don't know that people are going to care as much. I mean, I'm sure it feels really good to win an award from the Game Awards, um, but I don't know. I don't think people are at like outside of the award ceremony were as interested in that as they were on the reveals. So there were several game reveals, and then there was a re- uh, reveal the first time that we've seen the new Xbox mm. that's supposed to be coming out next year. We've heard about it. They called it Xbox... Um, Project Scarlet or something like that, or Xbox Scarlet. Yeah. Um, and from what I've heard, a lot of people wish they had stayed with the name Scarlet. Yeah. Uh, because what we got is the Xbox Series X. Yeah. Which Not is a very great. confusing name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I was a, a soccer mom buying a video game console for little Timmy next next holiday, 
uh, I would not know what Xbox to buy. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a what's really funny is Xbox seems to be taking the Japanese approach to naming while Sony is being consistent when usually like Japanese naming conventions are kind of all over the place and don't make really? any sense to me. Yeah, like the Wii U. <laughs> Take example the Wii U or the Wii. Like oh, that's they went true. Wii, Wii U, uh n- like Nintendo stuff like never follows any sort of like uh logical naming convention. 64 the GameCube. Well, it doesn't it doesn't fit in succession. The GameCube yeah. was a cube. And uh, think of like the Final Fantasy series. Like it's hard to keep up with those in-between games because there's like v2 and there's like i don't know it's just it's just all over the place so. <laughs> if you really want to get if you really want to get confused look at the kingdom hearts games yeah. those are all over the place those are crazy exactly um so yeah microsoft they're so it when they announced it they said xbox series x i think yes uh that was a mistake to announce series x and not clarify like what they meant. So Series X, I think, is the series of the next generation of consoles. So like this past generation of consoles was um, the Xbox One, the Xbox One S, the Xbox One X, <clears throat> and then the Xbox All Digital. So that was like a series of the Xbox Ones. So now they're coming out with the Series X, which I think is going to be the next series of Xboxes. And they clarified that the the Xbox that we saw was actually just going to be uh-huh. called Xbox. Um, so it all makes so much sense, listeners. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's really really dumb. Uh, Microsoft, if you're listening, uh, I love your products. Your naming convention, stupid. Uh, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's, I mean, it's they not, should have just gone like Xbox Two. Yeah. So I don't know when they. I think I think rebranding to have this one just be called Xbox is fine. I think if they were gonna they're gonna rebrand, they want to kind of re um, remarket their their I guess whole branding because with this last console generation, they started off terribly and they've had to fight their way oh. back. And only in the last year or so have they really kind of. <laughs> gained a lot more trust and kind of captured some of the market back. And so I think they're trying to rebrand and capture, you know, that essence when the Xbox came out. Um, well, so, the, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. The language they're using is very intentional because when the Xbox one came out, the, the guy who was the, in charge of it, I can't even remember his name. Yeah. Um, I remember his haircut. He talked about, he talked about TV a lot. He talked about watching TV and movies. Like, he wanted it to be an entertainment system, not yeah. a video game system. Right. And so he really, like, I think while he was in charge, he got rid of a bunch of independent, like, not independent studios, but he got rid of a bunch of studios that Xbox owned. Yeah. And he really just turned away from... It's very confusing. He turned away from gaming, Um as a focal point and so when the xbox one came out it didn't have a lot of great launch titles Mm -hmm. it didn't have you know wasn't it wasn't it wasn't really a gaming console and Mm -hmm. so they got rid of that guy eventually and they have this new guy and i say new guy he's been there for a couple years now at least yeah um phil spencer and phil spencer uncle phil uh (laughs) has been making uh and from what i could tell all the right moves i mean it's been kind of a slow process like you said they've had to claw their way back yeah 
Um, but they have acquired a number of smaller studios mm-hmm. that are working on launch titles, and we haven't we've we've only heard of one so far, which is Hellblade: Sinuous Saga, mm-hmm. which is the sequel to um, Sinuous Sacrifice, which. From what I understand, it was not a very big game, but like, like as far as like um, commercial success, but it was highly critically acclaimed, and people who played the game yeah. said it was just wonderful. And so they they bought the studio that developed that game, and they're mm-hmm. developing a sequel for it as a launch title. And I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that they are positioning themselves to have several high quality. Absolutely. launch titles to go with the xbox to really make it competitive um and playstation has had the corner on these you know these great um playstation exclusive games for years you know i mean we're, i bought a playstation just to play god of war um and some other you know a couple other games yeah. um and they're they really are that good uh but it seems like xbox is really positioning themselves to do a good job but it, <laughs> at the same time it does seem like they shot themselves in the foot a little bit with the marketing and yeah. the, the name. I just don't, I, I, it's a, it's a very confusing name, but th- so far that's my only complaint with it. <laughs> yeah. They, um, so they've kind of been doing what Disney's been doing the last probably decade where they've been buying up properties and then to launch a streaming service where they can have all these exclusive titles coming out on their streaming service. Same thing with game pass yep. with Microsoft. You know, I think yeah. Microsoft was um, was planning Game Pass for a while, um, and they they had the game library, but they didn't have enough exclusives. So they're kind of positioning themselves to take advantage of Game Pass, and I think which is so good. I, I yeah, I think the reason that Game Pass is doing so well is because the volume of the library, and now having all these studios um, that they own delivering for Game Pass. So oh, yeah. I think it's they're in a really incredible position right now. And so now what they need to do is be able to kind of um, compete heavily on the hardware side of things. And so um, right. with the with the new Xbox that's going to come out, I, I yeah, again, marketing, they should have they should have um, clarified a little bit better. I'm pretty sure this is how it's going. They they clarified some that saying that what we saw was the Xbox. That was the name that it was going to be. Um, and I think it was mm-hmm. supposed to be the, the first of this next generation of a series of Xboxes. So they're going to release an all digital version the as first well. And series X. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're going to release this one. They're going to release a all digital version pretty shortly after. Um, and then I, I'm sure that they'll probably do a slim version again. And then maybe like, a I don't know, they, they could do some sort of next like next higher... will be the xbox professor x <laughs> and then after that it will be the xbox series xylophone and then uh the xbox triple x mm, that's gonna be that will be like a dicey one <laughs> <laughs> action-packed um it's gonna be vin diesel, vin diesel. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it could go completely just different explosions way. coming right out yeah it just exactly. it only plays adult content on it <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I think I think they're in a really good place to. Um, it's like I ran out of oh the Xbox X Ray. Yeah. That'll be a great one. Uh, <laughs> you can see through the characters. Oh man, you're you gonna the screen. It'll be amazing. You got any more? Uh, I'm just running out of <laughs> X words. 
Um, Xbox Series Extreme. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be 90s themed. Well, it, it, it is awkward because the, the name has already gotten memed. I mean, people yeah. are calling it the Xbox Sex. Right. So, like, because it's because it abbreviates X. the Series X, yeah. and where the it's the internet, so that's going to happen. Um, I, I just don't. They just there was a, it was a mistake. But let's let's move on from I th- the I think title of it, and let's th- let's move towards like what we think will be happening with the um, with the actual specs of the uh, system. So I think they. I mean, it's going to release next holiday season, so um, probably next yeah. November December. So they have time to make some changes, even in the branding. I mean, they they changed it from <laughs> what they announced in the Game Awards till now. So um, they do have some time to change the naming if if they, you know, start hearing feedback. Um, but I yeah, think it's. Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought that will happen, but maybe I think they they have a very um, very attractive machine as far as specs are concerned because it's supposed to be able to do um, 4K at 60 uh, frames. Uh, second, I think um, it's they claim it to be eight times the processing speed, I believe, than the Xbox One X. So uh, they said. So apparently, there's going to be different versions. One of them will be slightly more powerful mm-hmm. than the Xbox One X. I've never said X this many times in my life. <laughs> you shouldn't have to either. <laughs> and I and I don't know how to abbreviate it. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. Um, so one should be slightly more powerful than the most powerful Xboxers now. Yeah. And then they said the the Project Scarlet, that version apparently is going to be four times as powerful okay. as the Xbox One X. Yeah, so... And like you said, it's they're, they're apparently targeting like 60 frames per second. Apparently they're thinking you can hit 120 frames per second at 1080p, depending mm-hmm. on the game. And some of this is going to be totally dependent on the developer. Sure. Like, you can play Fortnite or yeah. Call of Duty on Xbox One right now at 60 frames per second, but you can't play Destiny yeah. at 60 frames per second because the game isn't developed that way. Right. Um, but yes, it's supposed to have a much stronger uh, processor. It's supposed to uh, for uh, CPU and GPU. Mm-hmm. And I think that both PlayStation and Xbox, if I remember correctly, they're really pushing um, SSD yeah. uh, technology, solid state drives for like really fast loading. Yeah. Which should have been in the last like console. I think the Xbox One X uh, <laughs> did it eventually um, come with an SSD. Like I, I thought you can get a version with an SSD uh, boot drive. I, I have a One S and it does not have an SSD. Okay, um, but. but I know that. So I'm kind of interested to see: Are they going to make the next Xbox a little more modular? Um, I think that would be. An interesting direction to go, um, where if you pay, you know, maybe a little bit more, you get a more modular system where you can swap out hard drives. Or um, I think it's a fair question because I mean we, we joked about the design of it, but yeah. it really does look like a short um, PC tower. I mean, yeah. it, it's not as long. It's it's about it. I mean, it's it's probably not as long or as tall mm-hmm. as a, a medium sized PC tower, but it's it's kind of like a tall rectangle um a solid black and it looks pretty thick um with two c's and (laughs) (laughs) and and so i i feel like they are kind of going for it's not a pc but it's kind of like buying a pc compete Uh, and if they do that with the pc market i think they i think they want to compete but i also think microsoft has already got 
a lot of the PC market. Sure. Like they're, I, I think they're more saying, I think what they're pushing is parity. I think they want to say, we want to be able to have cross-save and cross-play across these different platforms. We want the Xbox you know, mm-hmm. Series X to be a person who just wants to console game, but they can still play with people who are playing on a PC. Sure. And have similar experiences. That I think that's really the direction well, that both PlayStation and Xbox are going in. But yeah, I think um, as far as the PC market is concerned, they don't have that market as far as hardware is concerned. So most people don't have. There's not Microsoft hardware in their PCs. They do the operating systems, but not the not the actual hardware. So I think that's if true. they can capture more of the hardware market on the PC side, they're going to try to. Um, and I think we're at a point now where consoles can actually compete. And if they do, if they are able to do 4K at a steady 60 FPS, I think that's highly competitive for the PC market. And um, instead of yeah, having to, to worry about like maintenance updates and security updates and stuff like that for a PC, if you can buy an Xbox that competes on that level and is, you know, five $600 or something like that. I think yeah. that could work. That could could be a viable option. So, um, so here's a question for you. Yeah. What do you want? What What do you? I mean, our 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 gaming systems are pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, our ga- they can do a lot already. Like, what do you want from the next console? So, um, I have a PS4 Pro. It does 4K yeah. at 30 FPS, but it's not a stable 4K. So or third, it's not a stable thirty FPS because there is lag, and like with God of War, when I started it, it says should it prioritize performance or graphics, um, and with the machine right. that can do four K at thirty and then still having to make a compromise one way or the other, that kind of still sucks. So mm-hmm. if they can do four K at a stable thirty FPS, then that's great. If they can do that at 60 FPS, that would be amazing. Um, but I hope they're not making a claim of 60 FPS and then it's just going to like, oh, it'll drop a frame here and there um, because then we're kind of at the same place. I would, uh, I think I'm super happy with playing 4K, like Red Dead Redemption 2, mm-hmm. Horizon, uh, Spider-Man, God of War. I've played all these on my PS4 because 4K, 30 frames. And it looks incredible. It looks really, really well, right. great. And so um, I think if they can just stabilize, that's that's the biggest thing for me, stabilize performance at those higher graphic settings, higher resolutions. Specifically graphical performance. Sure. And that, that comes down to like, I mean, it's not really going to make a difference as far as gameplay is concerned. Um, I really don't play competitively very much. So... It's not too big of a deal for me to have 120 FPS. I mean, yeah. sure, it would be it would be cool. 70 75 FPS would be fine, but like it's not a big deal to me. Um, right. I would rather have a really beautiful environment, really beautiful graphics, because um, that would help support the story rather than you know gameplay going on and then seeing a stutter here and there and a drop frame here and there. That kind of pulls me out of the game a little bit. So, right. That's kind of main thing for me. I'm not sure you're not really a person that cares so much about resolution, right? No, not particularly. I mean, as long as I can have 720, I'm I'm pretty happy. Mm -hmm. Like, 
at a certain point it's like 720 and 1080 like i can't tell a humongous difference between the two sure um i mean i know that i know that i could if i looked closely enough but yeah. it's just not something i think about a whole lot yeah like if i'm watching a youtube video on my phone i can tell a 480p versus a 720 or something like that yeah and i always bump it up to something high def but um it's just not it's important to me like but it's not you just like, that's probably the thing i it's probably the thing i care the least about sure uh i not the care the least about. I mean, I would really love to have Destiny in sixty frames per second sure. on a console. Yeah, I mean that that would be incredible. Um, but I think the other things I'm looking for are more more about. Um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but like I want to have an SSD. I want to have quick loads. Sure, like that 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 drives me crazy. Like yeah. that's probably the. Like I can put up with thirty FPS on a console, mm-hmm. but what drives me the most crazy is how long it takes to load things. Yeah, I that agree. really bothers me. And if in, if you play, I mean, I play Destiny on console and PC, and that's one of the biggest things. It's just you can load up so fast mm-hmm. on PC, especially if you have a solid state drive. Yeah. Um. So that kind of thing, and then, um, the Xbox, uh, the new the the new version coming out is supposed to have, I think they're coming out out of the gate like saying we have got backwards compatibility all the way back to the original xbox right that's a big deal for sure it's a big deal yeah it really is because they're just saying like we don't want you just to be playing the brand new stuff we want you to have our entire games catalog yeah on a system that can run it all right Um, you own these games uh, you should be able to go ahead and just play them on a new system rather than have three different generations of our systems yeah yeah. So accessibility to the um, the old games library, and then I mean, part of what they're doing is they position themselves so well with Game Pass yeah. that they could probably offer lots of games. I mean, this is what I've heard a lot lately: is like if PlayStation doesn't come with something that can rival this statement, yeah. You know, what, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a PlayStation Five and one game, mm-hmm. or would you rather have an Xbox? whatever the heck it's called with access to a hundred games yeah immediately right you know um and it's i mean to, to me like that, that's kind of a no-brainer so it's it's those like more it's those like practical considerations sure um like how how efficient is the system at loading information well how e- easy is it to get into new games and to play with friends does it have the hardware it needs to accomplish you know, pr- pretty good visuals, yeah. but not. I'm not looking for anything, bra- you know, game break. I mean, it'd be great if it could do 120, you know, uh, at, at 1080p or whatever. I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah. But um, that's that's probably the thing I'm not as like concerned about, right? Um, as that other stuff. So I think stability, um, backwards compatibility. Yeah, those are those are huge things. I think PlayStation have kind of gotten complacent over the last year or two um i'm sure they've been working hard on the hardware side of things but not really yeah. worrying so much about like the future because like with x cloud coming out um <clears throat> with how that's working i mean i would say its performance is on par with stadia right now but they haven't officially launched they're definitely still in testing phase beta that sort of thing have you done you signed up for the beta right yeah I, i've been using it a couple of times the lag it it's it makes it not playable to me. It is playable, okay. but to me, yeah, the controller lag is just too much. And then even using Bluetooth headphones, the lag is even worse. Oh, so like, wow, okay. um, yeah, 
I think the lag is like just under a second as far as controls. So I tried to play Forza. Ooh. Um, it didn't yeah. go well. I tried to play Halo Five. It just it didn't feel good. Um, no, that's pretty bad. Yeah, and then the the audio was probably about one to two seconds delay, and so um, oh gosh, and that was through Bluetooth headphones. Of course, it wasn't directly from the the phone speaker, so there could have been a delay Still. there. But with it being that bad, it, it felt unplayable to me. And I played a couple other games too. Yeah, I, the same thing. I would agree with that for sure. But the yeah. thing is, like, I'm not mad at X Xbox, or I'm not mad at Microsoft for it because, like, they're not. It's not a launch product. This is their testing phase, and so I'm like. Yeah, sure. keep working on it. I think you guys are doing a good job, especially yeah. being on par with where Stadia has, is at right now and with how they launched. Right. Like, it's a launched full product. Uh, not great for well, I'm also, I'm also really curious. I mean, with new hardware, mm-hmm. I don't know how much that plays into it. But, I think a I mean, lot. Get one of these new Xboxes that comes out next holiday, mm-hmm. I mean, what if they're just testing this stuff now and then with the new, with the beefed up hardware they have in the new system, it yeah. might work a lot better. I don't, you know, I'm I, not sure, but. I think with the console streaming side of things, I think that's going to be one of the biggest hiccups with these old generations running, because like uh, running xCloud, because I don't think these consoles were designed to be able to to handle that kind of upload download um console streaming stuff uh streaming games um i think it's technically capable of it but i don't think it's it wasn't designed with that in mind um and so uh with the new consoles i think they're trying to create like super powerful gaming consoles slash game servers essentially um yeah and so yeah I, i think they're they're doing a good job right now i think I'm really excited about where X Cloud is. I think the next Xbox is going to be really powerful. PlayStation Five, it's it's still no joke. I mean, with this, they did that little demo on Spider Man and how fast the load was was on that. Um, I th- yeah, I think it was impressive. Um, but they need to offer more because if Xbox can compete as far as the hardware performance, um, that puts them at even playing field right there. And then now X. Microsoft has um, Game Pass. They have the huge game library. They have um, mm. console streaming. They have cloud streaming. They've got a leg up on. They're like points ahead already. So. And we really don't know how many other launch titles they're coming out with. Um, mm-hmm. but they could. There could be several that are high quality. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and you know, with with their cloud streaming, they're not. I don't think they're trying to take over Nintendo's portable market, but I think they do want to compete and you know give another option to be on a Microsoft product when you're when you're traveling too. So there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of um, I think Microsoft is going to come in strong 2020. So they're just making so many good consumer friendly decisions. Yeah, I mean and, they really are. I mean and, as a, as a gaming consumer, it's just. You, you get more bang for your buck yeah. on Xbox right now. And I, th- I think um, with Microsoft doing announcing it as far ahead as they have, uh, I think it's really smart because, like, what's the point in holding off on that stuff and not getting feedback already on that? Like, they're at a point now yeah. where they can actually make changes, like big changes if they need to with feedback from the, from the consumers with – you know, hmm. tech people out there with, you know, design people, they can like scour the internet when people are saying about it and make changes at this point. You know, if they had, a, hmm. if they were going to release their console in like three months, I don't think they can make any big changes, but right now it's like, why not? Um, 
they've yeah. been listening to their consumer base ever since the launch of the Xbox One. They've been listening to their consumers and making changes based on what the consumer has been saying. Like, you know, even the, yeah. the OS, the uh, interface for Xbox, it's been changing and they've been listening and they've been making changes. And I think everybody's noticed and they love it. And yeah. so Microsoft yeah. is... I, I will say, that's another thing. I was. This is kind of a smaller thing. I, I don't think that they have ever improved on the UI to get it to a place that was better yeah. than the 360 UI. Yeah. I think the 360 UI was so intuitive and easy to navigate yeah. and clear. And I have, I've never liked the xbox one ui like it, it it's just it feels much more cluttered and harder to navigate mm-hmm. and it just feels like a lot of wasted space is there too and i as, <clears throat> i would love i would just love for them to have like a clean simple ui yeah. well in the new system yeah i mean with the new system i don't see why they couldn't do themes so people can build custom themed uis um, like yeah. with, uh, with Samsung, my Samsung phone, um, I can install, I don't have to stick with the Samsung UI. I can install a different launcher and it changes the entire yeah. theme, all the icons and setup, how it runs. Um, so I don't see why Microsoft couldn't do something like that and just, Hey, you can build your own theme and put it out there. Um, on like a, you that'd know, be cool. A community space and people can download your theme and, and run it. So people can maybe make like a, um, uh, do a remake of the 360 UI and then share it with people. Um, or they can That'd do one officially themselves. You know, it would make it more customizable. And I think that's, they've been constantly pushing for that um, with their UIs now. It's like customization, like setting up pins, hmm. setting up groups, setting up your home screen exactly how you want it. Um, right. And so mine is very simple. It just has like a group of, of the games I'm playing. And then it has another group of um, Game Pass. And that's it. But you can set it up to where like a game comes up with all the stats, and you can do like other Xbox gamer tags to come up and pin stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. I think I think it's really cool. PlayStation. Oh yeah, what are your thoughts on the PlayStation's UI? Um, it's kind of the same thing. Like I think it's pretty clean and navigable for the most part, but there are sometimes when it's like I'm looking for something and I have no idea where to find it. Yeah, I. Um, it's always felt real sterile to me and not as, um, I don't know. It doesn't have that finishing touch that, that Microsoft stuff Mm. does. Um, Mm. and so, so yeah, I'm not really happy with PlayStation's UI. It's effective. It works, but, um, and I think they've been releasing control over some of that stuff more and more, but there was a point where like there was, there was, an app that I couldn't even remove from the main, uh, main oh, window yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so, um, speaking of apps on my, uh, PlayStation UI. Yes. Let's talk about God of War. God of War. God of War. <laughs> so how many hours do you have? So yes. So we're, we're going to, well, we're, we're going to keep, you know, we'll, we'll keep on talking about the new systems and things like that as they, um, as information comes out. But, uh, for now, we're going to transition over to talking about God of War, mm. and my screens have just completely gone black again. Um, there we go. Now one's back. Uh, is it a? Uh, <laughs> is it still recording? Okay, anyway, yeah, it's still recording. Oh, okay, that's cool. 
It's just closing its Weird. eyes, you know. Right. So we're talking about God of War. God of War. Um, How many hours do you got? Yes. Have into God of yes. War at this point. <laughs> How many hours do you got have into it? How many you got have? I probably have like. <laughs> I probably have like three and a half, maybe four hours. Okay. Um. I'm not yeah. too far behind you. Yeah, because I just I streamed. Um, did I stream twice last week? No, I streamed. I think I only streamed once last week, and I played a couple hours then, and then uh, or something like that. I don't know. I probably played like four or five hours, three or four hours. Yeah. Anyway, um, for um, for those of you listening, if you haven't played God of War, um, this is probably going to have some spoilers up to three or four hours of gameplay. Um, we're gonna probably talk about some specific things. So, uh, if uh, if you don't want to hear it, no big deal. Um, thank you for listening up to this point and um we're gonna get out we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about god of war yes indeed all right so i just got past the point where uh, the sanctuary the the witch met the witch oh yes 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 uh the turtle the turtle place oh my gosh that was one of my favorite favorite moments in any <laughs> game yeah it was beautiful yeah because like the the game up to that point was just like bleak and like harsh and the environment was just like dying and there's so many um and like you had to like grasp at the the happy moments and the you know and then like all of a sudden you walk into the sanctuary and it's just like this beautiful place that like i don't know it was just a really great contrast to the world up to that point um right and so i will say i didn't I, I will say i didn't think of the world as bleak um when like when it started i i can definitely see what you mean by it. the colors in the sanctuary area are very vibrant yeah i mean it, it's a big contrast as far as the colors but the game is so gorgeous oh yeah i mean it's just beautiful yeah um and I know you weren't saying it wasn't pretty, but yeah. like, to, so to me, like the game was so beautiful that I didn't notice sure. that it, that it was bleak or that things were dying. You know, it was like, it gave me, like, this is just gorgeous. So up to that point, it gave me this like post-apocalyptic feel. So, um, really? Yeah. So hmm. they were talking about like the, um, there was more droggers showing up. Um, they right. were those, the humans that, they stumbled upon and they were just like starving and they were trying to kill Atreus and Kratos, you know, right. They wanted to eat them. And it just had this like post-apocalyptic feel, like everything was kind of bleak. Um, like the world I get was that. being taken that makes over. Sense. Um, and then like all of a sudden you, you walk into sanctuary and there's like, cause I, I, there's not too much green or too much color up until that point. And then it was just like very vibrant and colorful. There's like animals running around out in the open and, yeah, you true. Know. Very true. Um, and I, I, I think that was beautifully done. Um, that contrast, and then like finding, cause like, Atreus and Kratos are the only two people that like, seem like good guys, and everybody else you've yeah. met before that were enemies, and so like, right. I was waiting right. for the witch to turn on you, turn on me. Was, oh, okay. So like, yeah. I was just like, is this like a trick? Is she trying to lure them to some place to try to kill them, and then. She's a witch, but no, no. she ended up being like really nice, and um, she genuine, genuinely cared for for um, the animals, and 
you know, it was just right. it was just a really cool feel, and I'm glad that the writers didn't try to make it some plot twist and like, you know, because I think that happens too much in video games now. It's like hmm. we're gonna lure you in here, and then you're just gonna get betrayed, you know. So right, right. That felt really cool. It, I think it has probably the best opening hour. Yes. Of any game I have ever played. Um, you talking about setting a stage, creating a f- an atmosphere of a game, an ambiance, um, introducing to the characters and yeah. what drives them and who they are and what your main goal is. I mean, it's just... I was sucked in immediately, and it was yeah. just awesome. And then... so. You're hit immediately with the gravity of what's happening. You can see it on on Kratos' face yeah. that he's deeply sad, but he can't show it. Yeah, um, because you know his wife has just died, and they're trying they're 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 building a funeral pyre for her, and the the goal that they have based on her wishes is to bring her ashes up to the top of this mountain and scatter them. Yeah, and so that's that is the impetus for the whole story. But then. Shortly after she dies, and you do the, you know, you, you start to gather the ash, a, a mysterious stranger arrives at your door. Yeah. And this is also where it, it reminded of how great the voice acting is in this yes. game. And how great the motion capture is and the, and the graphics, because this guy playing the mysterious stranger is just fan- fantastic. You're immediately sucked in. Yeah. To this slightly maniacal villain. Who is this guy? What does he want? You know, why is yeah. he trying to? Because uh, he knew who Kratos was, so I was like, why is he trying to he pick did. a fight with him? Um, he knew who Kratos was, and he wanted answers, or he wanted something from him. And then you you engage in this epic fight. One of the greatest. Which is so cool. One of the greatest like fight scenes. <laughs> combat scenes because like i watched yes. you, i watched you play that and then i was just like i can't wait yep. to play it myself and then i yeah. was like if i had to play this again it wouldn't be a big deal i would love to play it again no just I, because yeah the way it was shot too i mean the camera uh, yes. angles the mm-hmm. oh, it's just amazing um and did you see my tweet about the the conti- one continuous the shot? one continuous shot i didn't yeah. i didn't realize mm-hmm. it till i was playing that scene and i was like i don't think i don't remember right. seeing a cut at all and then i looked it up no. and what an incredible incredible storytelling um tool to use the camera yeah. angle to be one continuous shot because it absolutely does keep you in the moment so like it made that that yeah. fight so much more intense because it never cut away from you it never cut Right. Away from what you were experiencing. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then as you're fighting this guy, you're pummeling each other, right? And then he he has this line and he says something along the lines of, I can't feel any of this. Mm-hmm. And then all of his wounds get healed and he's back to normal. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, Kratos is, he's the god of war. He's very angry. He's not going to give up. So he keeps on fighting and this just epic, you know, he drops like an entire, like a massive rock on the guy. And, uh, and it's epic the way they finish it. You know, Kratos locks him up with his legs from behind and then snaps his neck and throws him off the side of a cliff. (laughs) Um, but it's just, I say all that because you, you establish a villain early on in the game 
who seems to be impervious yeah. to danger. Uh, he does snap his neck and throw him off the cliff, but you still don't really think he's dead. Yeah. He's he's incapacitated for a while or something, but based off everything else he experienced, it doesn't seem likely that he's actually dead. Yeah. And then and then I'm I'm drawn into this character because I'm hearing him talking about like he can't feel any of this and he seems kind of crazy. And then at the end of the fight, he's complaining because he was hoping that Kratos could make him feel. Yeah. And he was disappointed. Yeah. You know, not that he was not that he was about to get his neck snapped, but that he was like, I was hoping that you'd be the one. Right. That could make me feel something. Right. And, you know, he's just disappointed. And so I just want to learn more about this guy. And he's like, g- who is this person? He's going to yeah. come back. Have you um, met the world leader? Oh, I, 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 I know. I know the entire story. OK, so but I'm just saying, like, my experience when I first watched it and it was the same thing as my experience playing it over yeah. again. I was just drawn in to like, I want to know who this person is. This is a fascinating villain. The world building, the ambiance, setting the stage, all of it. It's just that all happens within the first hour. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible. And you just want to keep on playing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it was like the first big real fight. Um, and it was just a cinematic masterpiece. Um, absolutely. And so, yeah. It, and it kind of gave even fighting him, even him healing, getting his health back. I still was trying to figure out the best way to do the most damage, even though... In my head, I was like, it's it's pointless, but I still want right. to fight him, which I guess is like right. the mindset of Kratos as well. Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so that was that was an incredible fight. Um, uh, the part that I just got through was um, <clears throat> lowering the water, um, meeting the, the world yeah. serpent. Holy crap. That was an incredible moment cool. as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because like, I was thinking there was something in the water. I was thinking maybe like a Loch Ness Monster type thing. Like a, um, yeah. And so like when it shows itself coming out of the water and you're the size of its eyeball. And I was like, right. holy crap, the scale. And then it, it, it arches up and you see the birds fly off and that gives you the sense of mm-hmm. scale. Like this is mm-hmm. like larger than an island um and then it just right. like gets up and crawls up on the mountain and the water level drops i was like this is incredibly right. well written um uh, what an incredible well, it's cool because you can see it would look like mountain range yeah and then afterwards you realize it's snake scales which from this massive which was creature that's just a similar yeah. feeling when you were playing uh banner saga you know that serpent? Oh yeah! All of a sudden, the mountains yeah. start to move in the background, and then this thing just like—it's this giant serpent that just yeah. is just making its way across, and and you're just like everybody's like, "Is this really what we're seeing?" Um, right. So right. it was that same feeling, but like you were immersed in it, and like when that happens, you're rowing around the the waters, and it's just sitting there on the mountain. You could see it like breathing, and oh, it's just incredible, incredible. It's a it's an incredible sense of scale. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's very creative too because they, but the snake moving out displaces some of the water, which opens up new beaches yeah. for you to be able to explore and new places for you to go. So it's a, it's just a really cool mechanic. Which um, I was wondering folds as the game goes on. I was wondering about because as soon as you come out of the um, the witch's house and go into the cave, there are parts that are underwater, like you see chests in the mm. water. You can't get in the water, mm. uh, but you can see chests and you can see things that you can't get to. And I was just like, there mm. must be a part where, where you're going to come back to it. And then 
you come out and that you see... and some of it it's also kind of a metroidvania type deal where you unlock new abilities and things like that right. that grant you access to new areas by interacting with different objects right but yeah and that's that's an incredible way to it's do it great. we're gonna change the level by changing the uh <laughs> i guess the the world the world around right it. um right and so yeah you you row out of the cave and you see thor half um submerged in water and you're you go see another statue um, that's submerged in water, and there's things sticking out of the water, and you're just like, you know, this 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 lake feels kind of empty. It feels kind of like right. bleak, and you row over to the other statue, and then all of a sudden, like, oh man, that that world serpent came out of the water, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, the world is super populated because the water level dropped below, yeah. and you can see all these reveals this humongous temple, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So, just. This game is a masterpiece, and only being a few hours in, like, it's been really cool to see. So, like, one thing that I really appreciate, I love open-world games. I do. I'm a big RPG, open-world kind of person. But this game yeah. wastes no time between areas or levels. Nope. Um, nope. You know, it moves at a quick pace. Exactly. And I think they do that. So, like, even with the, with the rowing animations, like, it's not realistic, but it's it's effective it's efficient yeah when he docks when he undocks everything has a particular speed and flow to it because i think they want to get you to the next story beat as quickly as possible yeah. to keep you in it yeah um and i've really enjoyed um like the stories that uh kratos is telling <laughs> to atreus in the boat. yeah and there have been a lot of times where yeah. i get close to docking and they start another story and i just kind of wait and i listen I've done the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that just shows good writing. I mean, it shows imagination, but it also shows like incredible uh, character. Um, I guess showing who the characters are uh, because Kratos is very stern and stoic and he's trying to be a father. He's trying to be a good father, but he doesn't know how. Right. And exactly. Atre Atreus wants to connect with his dad, so I think that's why he right. he pushes so hard in the combat stuff. Um, but it's yeah. really cool to see that they're um, mutually uh, sim symbiotic. Um, so like maybe each other's weaknesses are the other's strength. So like mm. so like Kratos, he can't read. Atreus can read. Um, right, right. You know, uh, Atreus is very, very good at range combat. Kratos is very much a melee, close combat kind of, uh, kind of right. character. Um, they're just uh, they're complete opposites, but they're trying to connect, and they they kind of fit, which is kind of what you you kind of get this feeling that um, what was the mother's name? Was it Aya? I can't remember. Um, but anyways, you kind of uh, get a feeling that this is how Kratos and his wife were, you know, they, they were opposites, but they worked together, you know, um, she was very slow. She was a good hunter. She was a good fighter. Um, but she was like the opposite Faye. So she was the opposite of Kratos and they worked well together and right. You know, her having 
uh, raised Atreus and taught Atreus all these things, it's really cool to see, like, Atreus is probably an image of his mother. <clears throat> and it's yeah. cool to see that they work well together because, you know, whatever their strength is, is strengthness is, is the other's weakness. And so right. I think that's really, really incredibly well done. Um, it, it is. And so much of the story is the relationship between Kratos and Atreus and how he, he loves his son but does not show it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to train him and, and, and protect him, and that's basically what he knows to do. Right. Uh, but the, there's a couple times where he wants to put his hand on his son's back and comfort him. Yeah. But, like, he can't do it. Because it's just not, it's not the way he's been his whole life, right. you know. Uh, and so it's just you keep on playing because you want to see that relationship develop and unfold, and you want to see him finally be able to get to where he puts his hand on Atreus, you know, right. or something like that. Or they, they bond in that way, and it's just, uh, it's just beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful game so far. I mean, I'm only a few hours in, but like you said, I mean, the first few hours have absolutely been indicative of a masterpiece, right? Uh, just. Just an incredible game. I, yeah. I think um, I think Kratos wants to connect. So I think Faye, his wife, was the only one he really connected with. Um, you yeah. can tell that he doesn't like the other gods. He doesn't trust them. He doesn't care for them. Um, and no. I think in a in a way he knows he is like them. So for him to have a connection with a human was a big deal. Um, hmm. And so to try to be that with Atreus, try to have that connection with Atreus is a big deal because he, I mean, Thor, he constantly, you know, that when, when they, there's a, um, there's a side quest where you're having to tear down a statue of Thor and they, there's a NPC. I don't know if you got into this, but after I got to, after I got to the gold temple, I actually rode around. I didn't go into the tower. I just, I rode around and, and did some side stuff, Mm -hmm. but you meet an NPC Mm -hmm. where he explains like, Thor was this a-hole. He was a bad guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, And yeah. he didn't care about, essentially, I don't think this gives anything away. Essentially, his, his parents were both killed by Thor, and Thor didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and, right. uh, and Kratos keeps telling him, remember that the gods don't care about um, humans. They don't care about... That's a, yeah, that's a pretty common theme. Yeah, throughout right. the story. And so um, I think he was that to a point. Kratos was that to a point until he made a connection with the human. Um, mm. And I think that's what he's trying to like avoid being. He doesn't want to be that, but he doesn't know how to connect with with humans. So he's trying to like this is his journey to connect again. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's just a really beautiful feel, a really good, um, yeah. really incredible story. And, um, I'm so excited to play, play some more, um, gameplay feels great. Combat oh, yeah. I'm, feels I'm, great. I'm playing when we log off. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know how long, do you know how long the, the game is main story? My guess is like 20 to 30 hours. Like if you did everything. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's supposed to be really huge. You know. I got you. Are you gonna try and do all the side quests and stuff like that too? Uh, a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so far they've been fun enough and quick enough that I don't feel like I'm taking a ton of time. Yeah. 
to uh, like out of the way to do them. So yeah, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm really interested. And they're usually worth it. Like they give you upgrade materials for your armor right. and for your abilities, and so it's it's worth it. Yeah, right. And it doesn't. I, I think it does a really good job of balancing like not throwing too much just random equipment and upgrades and just random stuff at you. I agree. The um, pacing is great. Yeah, I think they did an incredible job of design. It's like, if this isn't necessary, we're not going to do it. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of our yeah. time. It's yeah. a waste of the player's time. So I really have appreciated that, especially coming from Assassin's Creed Origins, um, <laughs> where even though like there weren't really any load screens besides fast traveling, I still felt like I wasted so much time doing just stupid stuff that I didn't need to do. Even though it was a great game, great That's story, great. everything like that. Inventory management. Yeah, it was a huge, huge contrast. And I, I'm really, really appreciating God of War that I can like jump in, yeah. play for 20, 30 minutes, and like make good progress in the story and, and the gameplay and yeah. stuff. So yeah, I feel that. Really, really excited That's to get awesome. some more time in it. Hopefully... Hopefully I can finish it maybe by the new year. Um, yeah. Because I, I definitely want to try and get into uh, Sekiro pretty soon. Um, There's so many good games. I know. So little time. You got, you got some games to play through as well. I know it. Gosh. I do. Are you, uh, did you make any progress on Outer Worlds yet? I haven't played in probably like a week. Oh, I uh, part of, it's been ha- hard to have time, and I've gotten back into Destiny. Okay. It, it never, it never really, I never really leave it. <laughs> but in, in order to keep it more fresh for me, I picked up my Hunter, and I've been playing with my Hunter pretty much exclusively instead of my oh, Titan. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just because I wanted to try something different and play a different style, and they they buffed the Gunslinger, and I really think you'll like it. I mean, okay. it's it's it synergizes really well. It's like headshots. Give you bonus stability, yeah, um, and like headshot kills, or like multiple headshots, or I'm sorry, any headshot, whether it kills or not, gives you something that I think boosts the stability of your gun, and I think it also like increases how quickly your super comes. Okay, and then when you get a headshot kill, you get something that gives you a boost to your stats in that moment, and then it's on a timer, and the more kills you get, the longer the timer is. And if you activate your super when the timer's over 20 seconds long, then it does bonus damage. Oh, nice. Um, so it's kind of like a fun little loop where you're like just trying to get headshots and, and get your super back. And then once you get a multiple headshots, then cast your super. And then you can do a ton of damage to a single target right. um, with your um, super. So it's it's been fun to do that. And the, the, the weighted knife is really fun. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Was- yeah. It's like... It's, it's very powerful, okay. so you can you can do a, a significant chunk of damage even if you don't kill an enemy, and then you but you can kill a lot of enemies in one hit. Okay. Uh, most red bars you can kill in one hit, and the most yellow bars like you can probably take off a half to a third of their health with that thing. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, so it's 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 pretty useful. Um, it, it's cool. I've been really enjoying it. So that's been fun to play, and I'm trying out some different stuff in there and. Just kind of playing in my non-streaming time, just kind of you know during lunch breaks and stuff like that. Sure, but it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, we should get into um into the crucible sometime soon. Um, Agreed. We should get into a raid sometime soon. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, I still need to get my my hunter. I'm close, but I need to get my hunter to raid level. Um, oh yeah. But I would love to just jump in and play any raid uh, at this point. I think it would be fun. Oh yeah. 
Um, to, yeah, raiding anywhere would be cool. Yeah, because we we can do most of the raids at our current light. So yeah, we anyway. we we just haven't played together in a while. Um, our clans. So, I know. Um, I feel bad because like Schmiz, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Schmiz, Shannon, and uh, Lit joined our clan, and then we all kind of jumped off the Destiny train for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be back to it. Man Pony should be coming back now. So he's finished with his test and yeah. that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm gonna bring my Xbox over Christmas break. So hopefully, we'll have some time to play. It'll be good. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for for listening. If you guys have played God of War, yes, thank you very much. Um, let us know what you guys have thought about God of War. I mean, what was it uh, that captured? Well, is there a specific moment that stood out to you in, in God of War? Was there? a specific mechanic or graphical thing or like the contrast between the first part of the game and then entering sanctuary was for me is there anything like that for you guys because i'm sure there's a lot more beautiful uh, moments in this game to come that i'm really excited about so let us know if you want to talk god of war yeah. with us and and um you know, I think talk any games, yeah. honestly, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, also, let us know what you think about the um, Xbox uh, Series X, Xbox Monolith, Black Machine, PC, but not a PC. Xbox, Xtreme, Xylophone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter at the EG Podcast uh, if you want to, uh, you know, have a conversation with us. Um, I'm at Nick J. Wells sketch yeah you can find me uh, on twitter twitch and instagram at sketch 256 yeah so um shout us out uh let's have a conversation and um we'll talk yeah. to you guys in the next episode have a merry christmas see you guys if this episode comes out after christmas i hope you had a merry christmas have a good christmas it is it, it happy holiday uh, okay bye okay bye